Hey yo, welcome to Build to Be You. My name is Michaela and I am so pumped that you're here. I made this podcast so you can uncover what it means to be you and learn how you can fully step into your potential while trying to navigate your 20s, overcoming previous failures, learning to face your fears, dance with your emotions, and take messy action in order to build and become the best you. You can expect a little bit of mixed stuff love and a whole lot of real talk, but let me just say this journey is so much more fun with a bestie, so buckle up and let's do it together. What is up, podcast fam? This is not the episode that I had originally planned for this week, but as I was getting everything ready to pack my life up and go back to my travel nurse contract for three weeks, I was like sitting there and I was like, man, I'm really good at taking out the guesswork where I can. Like, I truly am somebody who is a planner. The type A in me really loves that sense of control. My therapist sometimes says <laughs> that I worry too much about the future, but in this case, I think that it really works to my advantage. And it's kind of like one of like my top ninja secrets because I've realized that I thrive. I'm so much more happy and just like a more pleasant human to be around when I take the intentional time to eliminate decisions wherever I can. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. And I kind of want you to just like do a little visualization with me here. Think about a morning where your alarm went off late, you like threw the covers off of you, you ran to your dresser, you're like digging through trying to find that one pair of socks or compression socks or that one pair of scrubs or whatever outfit that you're going to wear for the day and you can't find it so then you like dig in the other side of the closet and then you like give up and then you just go back to the dresser and you grab a different outfit that was completely different than what you originally thought you were going to wear and then you go to the bathroom and you like start brushing your teeth as you're trying to like throw the covers back on your bed to make your bed and then you like go downstairs to the kitchen and you're ram- like rambling through all the cupboards trying to find something to eat for breakfast and then you're like darn it like I don't even have anything to eat for breakfast like I'll just stop at the Starbucks drive-thru on the way to into work and then you're like oh my gosh I stopped to take my dog outside so you take your dog outside for a walk and like if you can't tell like I've been in this scenario a time or two so like It's not unusual to wake up in the mornings feeling like you're living on defense mode, but I tell you what, there is a solution to help you feel like you're living a less frazzle-brained life, and I can tell you that waking up on defense mode, feeling like as soon as you put two feet on the ground, you have to hit the ground running to put out as many fires as you possibly can, is exhausting, and it's not sustainable. And the truth is, we make more than 35,000 decisions every single day. For example, in just that one scenario we just talked about, you know, what to wear or what not to wear, you know, do I brush my teeth? Do I not brush my teeth? Do I wake up my first alarm or do I not wake up my first alarm? Do I make my bed or do I not make my bed? You know, do I have breakfast? And if I do, what do I need to eat for breakfast? What do I even have available for breakfast? So already, you know, that's probably like 75 to 100 decisions before you're even out the door to go to work. And then I think about a 12-hour shift or even a workday for you, nine to five, where for me, example, for me, for example, I'm responsible of taking care of six humans. Every single minute, I'm making a clinical-based decision for that patient. So in in itself, in an hour, I'm probably making close to a thousand decisions for somebody else. And then I think about having to come home, you know, post-shift and to make 
a decision about what to eat or what to put on for PJs or when I wake up in the morning to go back to work, you know, what am I going to put on? And there's a reason, there's a method to the madness of what I do. And some people look at like my pre-shift routine or what I do to prep to work a three in a row and they're like, I could never. But my ninja tool is that I eliminate guesswork and decisions wherever I possibly can. And every single week, I'm learning to fine tune that even more and eliminate even more decisions because brain power and brain energy is such a valuable resource. And when you're expending it in all different directions without actually knowing where it's going or why it matters, you get to the end of the day and you're like, you lay your head on your pillow and you're like, holy cow, like, what even happened today? You know, did I even make any forward progress on the things that I wanted to? And decision fatigue is a real thing. It is a psycho, like a psychological um, term that the quality of your decisions diminishes with the increase in quantity. So basically, the more decisions that you have to make throughout the day, by the end of your day, there's going to be less intention or less thought behind the decisions that you make. You know, think about a day when you got off work and you got home and you're like, oh, I am so tired. I'm hungry. I don't know about you, but I'm ravenous when I get off work sometimes. And, you know, you go to the fridge, you open the fridge, you blank stare. There's like food staring back at you, but you're like, I don't even know what I want. And then you close the fridge and then you go to the couch and you open up Netflix and you're like, I don't even know what I want to watch. And then you go back to the fridge because you're like, man, I'm still hungry. And you're still blank staring at the fridge. Imagine if you didn't have to make the decision of what to eat when you got off work. Imagine if you didn't have to make the decision of what to wear when you first woke up in the morning. Imagine all the brain power and all the energy that you could save and, you know, reallocate to a decision that actually matters. Not to say that the decisions that you make every single minute don't matter, but that's just to say that, you know, there's some things in life that require your good energy and there's some things in life that don't really deserve your energy. So I wanted to give you just a couple of tangible tips to help you combat decision fatigue. And the first one is, is brain dumping. For me, when I am overwhelmed, I just get a piece of pen and paper and I word vomit all over that paper. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be any type of organization, but I just write down everything that's on my mind, everything that's occupying my brain space. And then I look at it and I said, okay, what out of this list is really for me and not for me. And I find that a lot of times I hold space for other people's emotions, other people's thoughts, when in reality, like that maybe doesn't deserve my time or energy. And maybe the same goes for you. You know, you are holding on to decisions that, you know, maybe you're trying to make for other people or that you think might, you know, benefit them. But really, like, is that yours for you to hold? And so, Brain Dump is just a really powerful tool, simple, powerful tool to help you really see, you know, what matters and what doesn't matter, you know, what takes priority versus what doesn't. And the second part is being proactive instead of reactive, eliminating the guesswork wherever you can. And it's the simple routines and having a plan that are really easy not to do, but also really easy to do. And yeah, sure, it might take a little bit of legwork ahead of time, you know, prepping for shifts, you know, meal prepping, getting things ready for breakfast, lunch, and dinner on the days that you work, laying out your clothes. But imagine not only the mental energy that you're saving yourself without by, you know, saving yourself from having to make those decisions, but also time efficiency, right? Think about how much time you open and close like five or six drawers trying to find the workout outfit or the work outfit that you want to wear, or how much time you spend rummaging through your cupboards trying to find the ingredients you need to make whatever it is you want to make only to realize that you don't have it. And then you have to go to the grocery store and get it. And then you get home and you're like, man, I don't even want to eat this anymore. 
anymore. I know that happens to me way too much. So that is why I always try to be proactive instead of reactive. So just a couple of simple things that you can do. Laying out your work or your workout clothes so that the night before, so that way when you wake up in the morning, you put two feet on the ground, you look at those clothes like staring back at you and you're like, ah, right, that's what I'm wearing today. I have more time and energy to go on to the next decision, you know? Planning out, you know, what route are you going to take to work? How long is it going to take you? And I think that there's a lot of um, decisions that we already have automated. For example, you probably, if you have a dog, you like walk your dog in the same little loop every single morning. Or chances are you drive basically the same route to work every single day. You know, maybe you have the same couple of outfits that you always wear. You know, brushing your teeth. That's probably not like a decision you have to think twice about when you first wake up in the morning. And if you do, ew, just kidding. But also gross, <laughs> not kidding. <laughs> or, you know, things like maybe you have your favorite meals or like you are have like a post-work tradition of like, you know, sipping on some wine or a pre-work tradition of sipping on your coffee. So like there's decisions that you have automated that you probably don't realize. And that is a huge help, but also, Automate as many more decisions as you can. Like I said, laying out your clothes, you know, meal prepping, cutting and washing all of your fruits and veggies so they're in the fridge ready to grab and go so you don't have to think about the snack that you're eating. You know, it's already readily available and it's a healthy choice. Um, again, meal prepping, breakfast, lunch, dinner, knowing what you're gonna be eating for those things, making sure that you have the ingredients on hand to actually make them. Um, what else is it? Like if you have a morning routine, like if you journal or you read, laying out your morning journal and your book that you're reading like on your table or on your desk or wherever you do your morning routine. For me, I know that before I go into work, when I get off night shift, I really love to journal and I love to read my book. So I set both of those things on my bed that's already made so that way when i get home i look at it and i'm like right that's what i'm doing and honestly it's just about simply simplifying your life wherever you can to eliminate the decisions that you have to make in the moment and honestly your external environment is a reflection of your internal environment and vice versa and when our minds are cluttered we're holding on to all of these thoughts and all of these you know feelings of overwhelm and all these like really long to-do lists a lot of times your external environment is going to be a reflection of that you know dishes piled high in the sink laundry that hasn't been done in weeks books and journals scattered everywhere you know dog hair whatever it might be and if you just take the time to tidy up your environment you're going to realize how much more mental clarity you have and how it kind of lifts up that brain fog. I know for me, especially when I'm working like a three in a row, I am just so much more in the zone and like excited about my routine when my environment is clean. And even with living in a hotel for this travel assignment, I, you know, still set it up to be conducive to support me in like my pre and post shift routines to help support me in eliminating those decisions, you know, laying things out, meal prepping before I come. And my like little meal prep hack, especially for like shift workers is... If, say for example, I'm getting ready to work a four in a row, I have everything for each night, like meal, snacks, I don't know if you want to call it lunch or dinner because it's at like 3 a.m. that I eat, but I have everything like my snacks and like my meal in the fridge all setting nicely and neatly on top of each other. So that way when it, times, when it comes time to go into work, I literally just open the fridge, I grab out the pile of food for the shift, I put it in my bag, and I go. And it's as simple as that. And again, it's a little easy, it's a little things that are easy to do, but also easy not to do. And if you just take a moment to ask yourself, like, 
how can I make my life easier? How can I eliminate decisions and guesswork where it feels like I'm running on defense mode, where it feels like I'm putting out fires? And I want to share you with you just one quote to wrap up today's episode. And it is, what if the way we make decisions is equally as important as the decisions we make? And I think a lot of times we put so much emphasis on like, is this the right or wrong decision? You know, is this the right or wrong thing to do? But what if you, you know, were intentional about how you made your decisions? If you, you know, saved the really important decision making, maybe it's like a conversation that you need to have, or you need to go talk to your boss at work, or, you know, you need to make a big financial decision or a career decision. If you place those things at the beginning of your day where you had your good energy and where you didn't have that brain fog, instead of waiting until, you know, the end of your day when you've had to make 34,000 decisions and you allow yourself to use your good energy and your good brain power to make that decision. So that way it's much more intentional. It's much more, you know, well thought out, you know, it's much more meaningful to you. And not that every decision that we make in life is life or death, but it's really important to know that, you know, you are, whether, whether you do or you don't, it's still a choice. And I think of choices and decisions, you know, kind of in the same realm of things. And it's up to you, you know, do you want to always be exhausted and overwhelmed by your own life and your own to-do list and what you have going on throughout your day-to-day? Or do you want to feel like calm, cool, and collected, like you're in control, like you're not running out, you know, running around through your day, like with chicken your head got off, trying to put out fires. So those are just a couple of simple things that really work for me. And I really felt called to do this episode because I do have so many people asking me on a daily basis over on Instagram, you know, like, Michaela, how are you just so organized? Like, how do you have such like a well thought out pre-shift routine? How do you, you know, meal prep and eat good food and like feel your body and still work out before work? And it's because I eliminate the decisions. I eliminate the guesswork. I eliminate the overwhelm. I sit down before I work a stretch of three in a row and I say, you know, what workout am I going to get done on this day? And what time is it going to happen? And for me, I need that structure. I crave that structure and routine in my life. And maybe for you, that sounds a little bit overwhelming, but it's up to you and it's important to take ownership. You know, like what is that middle ground and what does that look like for you? You know, maybe you don't love the rigidity and the structure of, you know, such like a well thought out routine, but still, you know, laying out your workout clothes, it's something simple, but it's like that signal to your body and your mind, like, hey, this is what we're doing today before our shift. So anyways, I hope this week's episode was super helpful for you. One of my February goals is to focus on podcast growth, and I wouldn't be able to do it without the help of you. So I would love you forever and ever if you could take the time to rate and leave a review for this podcast. If you are on Apple Podcasts, you can just scroll, like swipe up and scroll down and it will, you'll see like the stars and you'll see the reviews. But the way to get this podcast to organically grow and get it into the ears of more of our friends is by you sharing the message, tuning into the message, and letting me know what messages you vibe with. So thank you so much, and I'm so excited to loop you in on all the exciting podcast changes we have coming this month and this year, so stay tuned. Before you go, I just wanted to let you know that I am so dang grateful that we are now on this journey through uncovering what it means to be you together. If you love this episode, make sure you share it with your friend or better yet, share it on social media and tag me so that way I know. Until next time, chat soon.